Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! And belly on up to my nine foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one, and this is 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb that is known as South. Side Pod. You can get Southside Pod anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SouthsidePod.com. Check out that website, leave reviews, send us messages. There's even a little microphone button in the bottom right-hand corner on the site. You don't see it right away. Move the screen on your device, click on it, leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. We're going to a brewery. We're going to taste a beer. We've got a local veteran. He's got a charity softball tournament coming up. I don't normally combine my beer drinking and running, but uh, Kelly Devine Rickard thinks that you should. She's got a relay race set up between several breweries on the south side of Chicago. Kelly, how are you? I'm great. How's it going? Uh, Look, I'm confused by this, but also intrigued. The (laughs) idea is uh, you start at the Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island, Illinois, and then you're running to open outcry, and then you're you're running again to Horse Thief Hollow, and then you're running back to Blue Island Beer Company, and in the middle of it, there's drinking. Explain this to everybody. <laughs> so it's a relay race. So we have teams of three people. Um, everybody only runs one leg of the race, right? So leg one leaves Blue Island Beer Company and goes to open outcry. Uh, their teammates jump in their car and drive over there, wait for the runner, um, then when runner one comes in, uh, they tag runner two, runner two does like a three, three and a half mile route, um, behind open outcry back to horse thief hollow. Their two teammates basically walk down the street to wait for, uh, their second runner. And then they tap in their third runner when runner two comes in and they run all the way back to blue Island beer company. In the meantime, while you're waiting for your, your runner, everyone gets a taster of uh, craft beer and then, you know, some people may, you know, buy a pint or two while they're waiting for their teammate. Some people wait till after they're done running. You know, it's, it's up to the individual. But it's kind of a fun, fast-paced relay. I mean, our faster teams will probably finish definitely under two hours. Um, but I'll have teams who run walk it. Um, each leg is really only like three, maybe four miles. Uh, so it's definitely manageable. But it's something fun. You know, you get a run, then you get a little treat afterwards. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my map here and I'm starting to feel like the person that does the final leg gets the, uh, well, not the short straw, the long straw, because they're going from horse thief all the way back to blue Island. That's like the longest route, but they've been drinking for the first two legs waiting to go. That could be, that could be the roughest part of it. Well, technically they're, they are only are having like two tasters of beer. So really that's like four ounces. Um, if they're behaving themselves, I have some people who will, 
you know, get a pint at each bar. And in that case, you're running three miles on two beers. Um, you know, so it just kind of depends on the runner. Um, I have some people who, you know, wait to enjoy their full beer at the end when they're all done running. Um, but that's where um, knowing your team captain comes in handy because usually people want the first um, or second leg, not the last leg, because then once you're done running, then people will grab it, you know, a drink while they wait. Right, exactly. It's more fun to just get it out of the way, I would think, right at the beginning. When people do this, is it always a team of three? Do you ever end up with groups where they're like, hey, we've got a we've got a big group, a couple people going to run each leg, or you know, one person's taking the end and a bunch of us are going at the beginning and one person's doing a second and a third? Is it always just three people? Uh, my uh, marathon relay, which is in uh, Tinley Park in May of every year, that's a marathon relay, So there's and there's uh, five bars involved, so I'll have teams of five um, or even six. Um, I will have um, some teams in this relay do about like four people. So they'll kind of split up some of the legs a little bit better. Um, so they're running a little bit less distance. Um, but I'll have groups, you know, um, I have a, a group coming from Champaign. They have about 12 people coming. So they're just divvying it up, you know, making four different smaller teams. But really, they're all doing it together. How long ago did you come up with the idea that I like drinking beer and I like it more when I'm, I don't know, running several miles in between sips. Like I, this is a, this is something that I never thought of while I sat at a bar and poured a beer. <laughs> well, I actually started run to the pub. Um, our 10th anniversary is going to be this January. Um, so I started it to train for a local um, Irish race um, called the FLA um, in Oak Forest. And I loved running and I loved beer. And so I was like, let's combine this. And so uh, we started training once a week for five weeks for um, the race. So every week we had like pace leaders. And then after you're done running, everyone got one beer. Um, and then I raffle off prizes each week. Um, everyone gets like a t-shirt for doing the series. And then everybody meets new people. But then you're also training for a 5K was great for especially beginner runners who were nervous about starting running, but they're like, hey, there's a beer at the end. This is pretty cool. So now we're in uh, three states. My fall series, which starts in October, is running, I believe, in nine nine sites. So I have like Northwest Suburbs, Champaign, Tuscola, Sunday Park, Palis, Arlington Heights, Iowa, Indiana. So it's kind of taken off. Uh, but last year, or no, two years ago, um, I had done a, a relay race with a, a bunch of my fellow runners in Oregon, and it was awesome. We went to brewery to brewery. Uh, we got to see, you know, a bunch of different bars. Um, we got a medal at the end. I mean, it was awesome. And I'm like, we could definitely do this on the south side. So, yeah, 2019 was our first one, and it was, I think I had 230 people um, end at Sound Growler in uh, Tinley Park, and it was, it was a blast. Uh, we just had our second one this past May. And I'm a huge fan of running in the fall. And um, Alan was awesome at Blue Island. He's like, I would love to coordinate something here. And we kind of put it together for this fall. That's awesome. All right. So when is it exactly? And if somebody wants to participate, can they still get in? How do they do that? So the race is Saturday, October 2nd. It starts and ends at Blue Island Beer Company. But like I said, we're going to be um, stopping at Horsey Palo and Open Out Cry as well. And um, teams could definitely register. The first person registers their team. Um, I usually encourage creative team names because I will throw a raffle prize to the most uh, creative one. 
and then your teammates just register under your team. The registration can be found at runtopub.net, which is R-U-N-T-O-P-U-B.net, or on our Facebook page under events. We'll have all of our events listed, so the fall half marathon relay will be there as well. Do you think they run because they feel guilty about all the beer they're going to drink and the calories they're going to pack on? So they're like, well, if I run, then it's okay. It, like, I mean, What do you think the mentality is here? I think it's like a reward system. I always say it's the carrot that I dangle. You know, you get a good workout in and then you get a little treat afterwards. Good luck to all the runners. Uh, I myself, not a big runner, but uh, if I'm in Blue Island Beer Company or Open Outcry or Horse Thief Hollow on October the 2nd and I see the teams running in and running out, uh, I'll drink extra beer just for them. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. now time for your Southside Pod word on the street. Best story of the week, an Oaklawn woman accused of using a fake COVID-19 vaccination card on a trip to Hawaii. And she almost got away with it. Chloe Morozik landed on the islands where if you do not have proof of vaccination, you have to spend the first 10 days self-quarantining inside of your hotel room. That is no way to spend a trip to Hawaii. So Chloe got a COVID-19 vaccination card and filled it out herself. The problem is she misspelled Moderna. She spelled it with an A, Maderna, which I believe is a Tyler Perry movie. She somehow made it onto the island, had the entire vacation, but Hawaiian officials looking at the copy of her vaccination card realized that's not how you spell Moderna and they got her at the airport on the way out of town. She has been charged with a couple of misdemeanors. She also is very bad at spelling. If you want to learn something new, you can go to Moraine Valley. Registration underway for non-credit classes just in case you want to learn something new. Everything from arts and crafts, birding, computer technology, writing courses, culinary courses. If you want to broaden your mind, contact Moraine Valley right now, 708 974 2110 to register or you can just get more information at 708-974-5735. We'll stay in Palos for this story. The Palos Park Police Department raised $53,000 for Special Olympics Illinois. It was at their annual Coffee for Champions event. If you've never heard of that event, it used to be called Cop on a Rooftop. 
I don't know why that name has been changed unless, of course, they don't like sitting on rooftops anymore. That always seemed like it was a miserable day for the police officers. All the funds go towards year-round sports training and athletic events for Special Olympics Illinois. Eric Herrera is a veteran who has written a book called The Bomb Hunter's Story, My Life Clearing the Roads of Iraq. He's been on the program before. But he joins us by phone today because, well, normally I would have you down at the bar, Eric, but uh, the house is a COVID hotspot. How are you? I'm doing good, so I guess no cold brews. No, well, I can drink cold brews. I, they keep testing <laughs> me. They, they test me like constantly, and I, I'm like the guy who won't catch it. You know, it turns out my vaccine works, and uh, even this Delta variant, it, it can't get me. You have an important event coming up on the uh, the anniversary of September 11th, the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, it's called Gone But Not Forgotten. Uh, it's a memorial softball tournament. It's honoring uh, two former Vietnam vets. Uh, one is Paul Amadio, and the other one's Clyde Brandenberger, who is my uncle, and that I've actually written in my book about. All right, so you guys are having a big charity softball tournament. Where's this thing at? It's, it, I think you told me earlier it's at St. Christina Field. Give me the times, and, and can people sign up? Do they have to bring a team? Can an individual player show up? The team's are already uh, set in place. It's both men's and women's, but it's mainly a fundraiser uh, at St. Christina Field. It's September 11th. Uh, uh, it'll start at 9 a.m. Uh, the fundraising is for USO. Uh, disabled American veterans and the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, part of the proceeds to this tournament will be going to them. Also, you can make donations as well. They will be at the fundraiser. There'll also be food drinks that will be for sale. There's also apparel that will be available for purchase. Um, a bunch of uh, gone but not forgotten t-shirts and sweaters. Um, there'll also be children's activities and a bunch of raffles going on as well. Also, uh, the Humvee will be there too. So if the kiddos want to come and jump in and try it out, they can. That's awesome. Sounds like a good time on Saturday, September the 11th. Uh, you're going to, uh, you're going to have this charity, uh, softball tournament. It's, it's got a good cause behind it. Uh, people can come out and watch, uh, all these teams compete against each other. How long does this thing last for? Is it like an all day event? Oh yeah, it's all day. So, I mean, if you're, Got nothing to do, watch some softball games, do some day drinking, you know, you never know. Little day drinking, little day drinking, little softball. That's a good deal. That sounds like a, a fun way to, uh, to spend the day. How does it feel for you right now as it comes up now? I mean, 20 years since September 11th, uh, you know, you served this country. Uh, you are now uh, two decades since uh, really the beginning of the, the modern wars that all kind of stemmed from that one event. Uh, how does it feel coming up to that uh, anniversary for you? That's kind of amazing that it's already been that long. I, I believe I was a sophomore in high school when that happened, and all I remember is over the loudspeaker them telling that the World Trade Tower, World Trade Towers were hit. I didn't even know what the World Trade Towers were, but they turned the TVs on in the schools, and we actually saw the second plane hit the building, and all I can remember were uh, my cousins that um, are putting on this tournament right now. They were a little bit older than me and everyone was talking about the draft and I was more worried about them being drafted into the military. And a couple of years later, I mean, I turned 19. <laughs> I didn't get my life together. So I decided to join. I was more thinking about them and you know what? They have their lives in order. I'm a little bit of a mess, you know, I'm, I'll join for my family and represent them. So it's, uh, it's a close thing, especially with my uncle, who Clyde Brandenberger, who's one of the ones that um, they're remembering, he helped me a lot 
in my decision to join the military. And I wrote about him in my book. And one of the things I do regret was that he, he passed away shortly after my, or shortly before my book was published. And he wasn't able to get a chance to read it, which I really wish he was into. Well, if anybody wants to read that book, Eric's been on the talk about it before. A Bomb Hunter's Story, My Life Clearing the Roads of Iraq. Uh, you can check that out at Amazon. Uh, pick that thing up. You can get the hard copy. I want to say that you have, like, you know, you can get it digitally and all that other good stuff on there. And then don't forget, over at St. Christina's on September 11th, go over and watch a charity softball tournament that's got a great cause behind it. Uh, enjoy a day out in the sun. And Eric, you know, I, we say this all the time, the vets, but as we approach September 11th and the anniversary, it feels uh, feels like it means just a little bit more. Thank you very much for your service, my friend. No, thank you. I wish I was like you. Easily amused Find my nest of salt Everything is my fault I'll take all the blame Aquacy from shame Sunburn, freezer burn Choking on the ashes of our enemy in the sun, in the sun, I feel as one. In the sun, in the sun, Marin, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. His head's gone. Thanks, Courtney. I once had a psychic come on a radio station and got her to talk about how she saw in a vision Courtney Love kill Kirk Cobain. To the point to the point where Courtney Love's record label called the radio station because they were mad that I was doing this. Because they had gotten like they had heard that I had done this thing where I had this psychic come on who went through this whole like half hour thing, who described the entire murder. Of Kurt Cobain in her mind. Right. Which I was like, and the entire time I protected myself by saying, but you're just a crazy psychic. Like, right. you know, but I let right. her keep talking because it was just gripping radio. Hey, do you think if the drummer shot himself, Kurt would have started Foo Fighters? <laughs> That's a big no on that. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've heard. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. We're hanging out at Open Outcry with our good buddy John Brand. You got the upstairs just popping, you know, up on the rooftop. You got this beautiful indoor 
tap room. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? It's always nice to see you here instead of the eight-foot oak bar in the basement. What do you say? It's a nine-foot homemade oak bar. Stop stop taking away feet from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice to see you. Thanks for coming. (laughs) What am I drinking? Let's talk about it because I enjoy it. It's one of the ones that I really like going to. It's it's a big board brown. Is that what it is? Tell me about this beer. Yeah, so this is an an American brown ale. Uh, American brown ales are... Uh, there's there's a certain amount of sweetness in that. You're gonna get bready, toasty uh, characters and notes in it. Semi-sweet, so it's got a semi-sweet finish, and it's moderately hot. The, the bitterness. Uh, this beer is all about the sweetness and the bready and toasty notes, but that bitterness is gonna balance it out a little bit. Uh, this is one of Will's favorite beers to brew, and he has brewed different iterations of the brown ale at different stops in his career, and he's. I think he's won awards with this beer before, and it sells it sells well here, and the feedback's always been great. I've always liked the the English browns. Like, that's something I really got into even way back before the craft beer scene. Like, I drink a Newcastle, and that's it. This, it, I mean, you mentioned American brown. I can't really tell the difference between an American and English, but it reminds me of that beer, and it's a great, like, this doesn't feel like it's high in alcohol. It's, it's smooth to drink, and if I'm going to a pub and I'm just going to sit there for a couple hours and drink beer and talk with friends, it's a good option. There's a little, there's there's a nuanced difference between the English and the American brown, and it's mainly due to sweetness. The American browns are slightly sweeter than the English. Get over to Open Outcry, okay? 10934 Southwestern Avenue. It is a great place to hang out and have a beer like this uh, Big Board Brown Ale that I'm having. That's exactly right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Southside Pod listeners, first of all, thanks for listening to Southside Pod. Secondly, we'd like to hang out and drink with you. Seriously, there is a week, end of September going into October, where there are two big Oktoberfests going on on the South Side, and South Side Pod is going to be there along with Socks in the Basement, the White Sox podcast for fans, by fans, and found at SocksInTheBasement.com. Both shows are part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network, and both crews will be getting together and hanging out at these festivals. Look for us at the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail Oktoberfest that will happen at Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island on the 26th of September. That is a Sunday. It goes from 2 to 5 p.m. All the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail breweries are going to be there. If you get a ticket, you get tastings of all the beers, bratwurst, live music, and so much more. $40 passes, and there are already less than 100 of them left online. You have to go to eventbrite.com and then just search Dixie Highway Brewery Trail Oktoberfest. But trust me, when you start the search, the moment you put D-I-X in and start spelling Dixie, it pops up. Order your tickets before they're gone. Then we will be the following Saturday in Evergreen Park at 50 Acre Park for their Oktoberfest. The first ever in Evergreen Park from 2 to 9 p.m. Come join us, Socks in the Basement, And in Evergreen Park, the EP podcast also joining us. Let's get together, have some beers, tell some jokes, and have a good time. This is Southside Pod, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at southsidepod.com. Imagine, one day, 
out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. It is now time for your South Side Sound Check. Live music is back at many venues. Check out these. This weekend in Crestwood at the Thirsty Beaver, 5599 West 127th Street, Superfly Redneck on Friday night, Two Beer Tommy on Saturday. Both shows start at 9 and go until midnight. On Sunday, some blues going to be played. Neighborhood Blues Band in the house from 3 to 6 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Friday night at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, from 10 till midnight, a two-hour set from Joey Diggs and the Dentist. And looking ahead to next weekend, Saturday, September the 11th, you can see the Ron Burgundies for 20 bucks in advance or $25 at the door. What you also get is all-you-can-eat ribs at the Most Holy Redeemer Barbecue Bash. Nearly 50 teams will be out there smoking ribs all day long. Gates open up to the public at 5 p.m. And this guy right here is going to be one of the contestants. Come eat my ribs. And listen to the Ron Burgundies one week from this weekend coming up on September the 11th. That is an outdoor event. They've got a tent and everything, but it's open air. Meanwhile, this week, the entire state of Illinois went back under an indoor mask mandate. Chicago had one for a few days beforehand. I saw an article just the other day, guys, where they mapped out the places that are violating the mask mandate. And supposedly, from what I understand, talking to a couple different people about this, they don't have like the roving group that goes around and spot checks places. If they get a certain amount of complaints about a place, then they go and investigate. That's how they've been doing it this time around. Because I can walk into the local Mariano's and tell you right now, 10 to 15% still not wearing them. I walked into a pool supply store on the south side where it had a big giant sign that said it was required. I walked in, the people behind the counter weren't even wearing them. But in this article, it was like all the spots in this section of Illinois that have been caught not following the mandate, they were all downtown and north side spots. Those are the places that were getting turned in, which I think speaks to the south side. Like, whether or not you agree with the mandate, south side doesn't rat. It just doesn't. Plus, I get a kick out of everybody I know Bill's been worried about. Are they going to shut down? Like, will there be another shutdown? Absolutely no way. And even if they do, I don't think much is going to change in this area. I think that's the thing that people don't get. Like, you can go on Twitter, you can yell and you can scream. But trust me, businesses that are going to tell people, hey, by the way, we're going to go back to having like five people in the building at a time right. are going to lose a ridiculous amount of money. And there's too many people that are going to be like, I just want to find a place that acts normal. And there's going to be plenty of places on the south side that the bar will be completely open, that people will act normal in, 
and they will be the places that people will flock to. It was just like in Evergreen Park and in the suburbs, Oak Lawn. Um, I, there were several suburbs that were out there that Payless. They didn't do anything in the second shutdown back last winter. Right, Orland was a big one of that. They show. kept everything open and they got massive business from people who came from the other now, suburbs what, what and from the, the city. Did anyone show the numbers? Did those spike? In I terms mean, of like cases? Yeah. I, I know no I talked to. I've never seen any. In Orland or in general? I talked to. In the places that didn't follow the. I talked mandates. to Ever, Evergreen Park, did the thing where they said. We can't enforce this if the state wants to and the county wants to make these rules. You enforce it. We basically told everybody just stay open. So they did. And they came out months later and said, we saw no increase in cases in our village. But however, and this is with, I mean, if you know my stance, this is definitely playing devil's advocate. I would imagine those places that are defying the, the mandate or whatever, the whatever, whatever it is, the rules aren't really going to get tested either. Even if they get like some, um, some symptoms. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, you know, so there, the, there are other things you can be sick from, right? So at no. any point, yeah. <laughs> everything's COVID. My leg fell off. COVID. It's COVID. Thank you for listening to see what's happening on the Southside Pod. On the Southside Pod. Join us again and be sure to tell a friend about the Southside Pod. About the Southside Pod. All things about the neighborhood we live in. All things about the places that we go. It's the best side of Chicago, the South Side Pod. There's going to be an Oktoberfest in uh, Evergreen Park with like a bunch of breweries and stuff in October. So Sounds like we should be there. For I that. think we will have a tent. Gonna be really excited to be there, huh? You gonna have a tent? Yeah. He, he's like pretending like that means boner. That's what he was doing. I know. I know what he's doing. Stay with me. Yeah. 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 When Mike tells jokes. Yeah. <laughs>